Okay. The persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort and skills. So basically believing that you don't deserve the success that you have, right? And imposter syndrome is actually really, really normal. And you experience it at all levels of success, okay? I, I was shocked when I found this out. Y'all know Albert Einstein? Give me a nod, give me a thumbs up if y'all know Albert Einstein. Okay, I'm getting some nods. Obviously, we know who that is. One of the most famous inventors in the world, right? One of the most famous inventors in the world. Uh, I don't know what the, the nines are for, but um, yeah, definitely one of the most famous inventors. And you know what he said? He described himself as an involuntary swindler whose work didn't deserve as much attention as it had received. Isn't that crazy? Albert Einstein, arguably the most famous inventor in the world, thought that his work didn't deserve the attention that it received. And he was an invol involuntary swindler is what he described himself as. Do you guys know Maya Angelou? Anybody put no Maya Angelou, put a one in the chat. If you know Maya Angelou, okay. Famous poet, famous author, wrote over nine books, won so many awards. And you know what she, you know what she says about herself? She says, I've run game on everybody and they're going to figure me out one day. She literally thought that, okay, that she didn't deserve the success that she had earned, the success that she had rightfully earned. She wrote nine books and she thought that she was a fraud. Someone in the live is like, not me being here at 3 a.m. in Hawaii, wow. Shout out to you for being here at 3 a.m., that's insane. So, but I wanna share this with you guys because these are some highly accomplished people and what they have achieved is remarkable. It's not common at all. It's very uncommon, some of the achievements that they've had. But the, the, the fact that they deal with imposter syndrome is a very, very common thing, okay? This, fe this feeling that like you're a fraud or that you didn't actually earn the accomplishments that you got or that our ideas or our skills or our accomplishments are not worthy of other people's attention this kind of unwarranted sense of insecurity. That, that's what imposter syndrome is. All of this is actually really, really common. There was a psychologist that started studying this, okay? And it was, it was a Dr. Pauline Rose Clance, okay? One of the first people to ever study um, this kind of feeling of, of insecurity, this, this unwarranted sense of insecurity over your accomplishments. And they studied a lot of um, undergrad students, okay? They, she was a therapist and she studied a lot of, she had a lot of patients that were undergrad students and she was studying them. And though all of them had really high grades and have gotten scholarships and have gotten these positions in these, in these prestigious schools, all of them did not believe that they deserved the spot, their spots at the university. Some of them even thought that there was like a mistake, like a, like a technical mistake with a system that accidentally admitted them into the university, right? Regardless of the fact that they had good grades. 
So they studied this in, in that uh, demographic, but they also studied it all across the board. And they found that this imposter, this imposter, imposterism or this imposter syndrome, they find across, across all genders, all ages, all races and all professions. Literally everyone, okay? So even though it's called a syndrome, are y'all relating to, have y'all experienced some of this stuff? Put a one in the chat. If y'all experience these feelings, you know, you got a little bit of success in your business, in your life. And now all of a sudden you're like, whoa, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that one again. I don't know if um, like, like I'm not, it's not really, I didn't really deserve it. I really shouldn't be where I'm at, right? Someone said 12 years of school and even now, right? I experienced a lot of this when I was working in HVAC. Even though I was, for those of you that don't know, I was in the construction industry, even though I, you know, knew what I was talking about, even though I had had success, even though I was making good money, you know, in this industry, I was getting clients, I almost always felt like a fraud. I felt like they were going to figure me out and they were going to know that I didn't go to school for this. They were going to know that, you know, that I didn't, um, someone else owns the construction company. I love that, Hildy. So they were going to find me out. They were going to find out that I didn't really know as much as I think I know. But the reality, you know what my dad said to me? I remember my dad, who was, uh, was my mentor, said to me, like, listen, you, you, people are not as smart as you think they are. They just present themselves to you. They just pretend like they know what they're, they're talking about. As someone who's done a lot of, lot of technical training, he's like, trust me, you think these electricians, you think these, you know, plumbers, you think these, you know, technicians, you think these drywall people, like drywall subcontractors, Sarah said, you think they know way more than you, but they don't. They're all just pretending. Okay, it's very rare that someone is actually has a lot of technical knowledge. So go in there, you pretend to, and if you don't know, you, you walk outside and you call me and we'll figure it out, right? And so, but I still dealt with it. And I remember like, it was so heavy. Like it felt so uncomfortable to the point where like, you guys see me now as someone who is like confident and like, I, I network and I meet people. I used to go to networking events and I literally used to be in the corner. I used to be on my phone like this. Like, I would not want to talk to people. I would not want to engage. I'd be scared for somebody to even talk to me because I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. Right? So this calling it a syndrome really downplays how universal this feeling is, how global this feeling is, how every single person that you know that's successful experiences this. It's not a disease, it's not ab an abnormality. It's literally actually been tested and it's not even a cause from depression, anxiety or, or low self-esteem. It's actually something separate, right? It can, you can have both, I'm not saying you can't have both, but it's not directly caused. It's not like, oh, if you're depressed, you're gonna have imposter syndrome right? It's completely separate. And it's very, very universal, right? It's like internally, you feel like you're not skilled enough, or experienced enough, or qualified enough to, to justify being there, but yet you're still there. That's the kind of feeling that it is. It's not really fail. It's not really fear of failure. It's, it's more like you got away with something. 
it's more like you you're you're sneaky like people look at you look up to you and you're like why would they look up to me like you know what i mean it's more of a feeling like you got away with something right and the reality is folks is it's not going to go away with any amount of success okay it's not so let's let's learn more about it because you're going to need to get used to it okay you're going to need to get used to it and I, as i was like looking into this topic i saw a youtube comment that I, I was obsessed with okay listen to this youtube comment i remember reading somewhere that there are no actual adults that adults are actually just children pretending to be all grown up afraid of being found out at any given moment it made a lot of sense to me back then and still does we are essentially imposters. Some of us have just been at it for a lot longer than others. I was like, wow, like I, I love that. Like we're all just little kids trying to figure this thing out. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I love that because it's, because these feelings of imposter syndrome actually do root from childhood. And I'll tell you guys why, I'll explain why. Okay, so that's what made the quote even deeper. So, um. Where do these feelings come from? Let's talk a little bit about that. Because when we start to understand something, we start to be able to integrate it into our lives, okay? So we get held back by this thought that people like us couldn't possibly be successful. We don't have what it takes. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not, we don't have the resources. We have all of these limiting beliefs that we know about ourselves before. So for that reason, we don't believe that people like us could possibly be successful. So we tend to leave success for other people. We tend to be like, oh, that's their thing. That's for them. And this can happen on a subconscious level. Consciously, you may want success, but your actions are showcasing that you don't really think that you deserve success or you don't really think that you can have success, right? So we leave success for others. And we actually all engage in this thing called pluralistic ignorance. Pluralistic ignorance, okay? And that is when we doubt ourselves privately. So we're sitting there and we're doubting ourselves privately, but we believe that we're alone in thinking that way because nobody else talks about it. So we doubt ourselves. we have this imposter syndrome, we have these limiting beliefs privately, but we think that we're alone. We think that we're the only ones that have these beliefs, only ones that struggle with this and everyone else is just cool and everyone else is chilling, right? And this is because we cannot possibly ever know how hard the people around us work. We cannot possibly ever know how hard certain tasks or accomplishments really were for the people around us. We can, we can never know how much it stressed them out. We can never know how much they struggled. We can never know how much they doubted themselves, how much they cried, how much they battled in their brain. We can never really know how much somebody went, th went through to get to where they're at. So we think that we're less capable than the people around us. And sometimes it feels easier simply not to try. Whether it's conscious or subconscious. Okay, 
It feels easier simply not to try. So one of the causes of imposter syndrome is this perfect picture of everybody around us of what people are really like, right? We feel like imposters, not because we have flaws, but because we fail to see the flaws in others. Not because we have flaws ourselves, but because we don't see how everybody else is deeply flawed too. We only see the highlight reel. You guys know I've talked about my depression so many times. When I first built my business, uh, when I got to MMB, AMM, which is halfway up the compensation plan, I was going through a serious depression. I was living out of my bed for a whole month. Um, I was depressed for, 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 for months and months. I was going to therapy every single week. I was crying almost every single day for months. Okay. And nobody knew. Nobody knew, not my friends, not my upline, not like, I think, I think my therapist, my parents, and like one person. After a month, I, I told one person. But for the first month, I was when I was living out of my bed, sleeping next to chip bags and, and, and candy wrappers and not cleaning up around me, my house looked, I can't even, I can't, I think I actually took a video of how it looked because one day I was like, one day I was like, this is going to be something that I'm going to remember. And nobody knew because I wasn't ready to talk about it. So from the outside looking in, I still showed up on calls and I would wipe my tears and I would wash my face with cold water and I would put my hair in a bun and I would show up and I would train and I would be happy. And I would like, I would like have a mental pep talk. Like I would be like, okay, come on, you can do this. It's just 20 minutes. Like you can do this. You can get on this call. And I would, I would literally wipe my tears off and get ready for this call, do the call. And as soon as I finished the call, I'd be like, <sighs> and I would go right back into bed and nobody knew. And the reason I'm telling you this is because from the outside looking in, I had it all put together. I was, I was showing up. I, people were looking up to me like, I want to be like her. And they didn't know the struggle that I went to. They didn't know the pain that I went through. They didn't know how many days a, a week I was crying. They didn't know how I, I, I remember one time I went, I went to uh, work when I finally started going to work after a month, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start going. And it was like my first week back, I went to go grab lunch. And I heard this song on the radio that reminded me of like something. And I started like crying, like literally to my, where my face was red and swollen. Like I could not go back to work because people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with your face? So I had to go home early and just say like, I, I, had, I, had, a, I had something like, and I had to go home early. I left my laptop at work and everything. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like people didn't know. They just saw the highlight reel. And I'm telling you guys this so that you don't look at someone and, and, and prejudge, right? And prejudge. Someone could look at me now and be like, wow, she's so intelligent, you know, when it comes to these topics or when it comes to like humans and the way that they work and all these things. But you don't know that I spent two years every single week, sometimes twice a week on therapy, in therapy, crying, in therapy finding out my, my traumas in therapy, figuring out what was inside of me that was, that was hurting so much. You don't know, you don't see that part. You only see that, you only see the, the, the end result, right? 
And even to this day, you don't see when I struggle, right? So the, I, again, I'm sharing this with you guys because I want you guys to know that you can never know what a person goes through to have the life that they have. You can never know their struggle. You can never know what they went through. So from the outside looking in, it may look like it's easy, but every single person goes through this. Every single person. There ain't nobody unique to it. Okay? So this feeling of imposter syndrome, it actually starts all the way at child. Shout out to everybody who's in the comments talking about therapy and doing therapy. I love that. Uh, when I first started doing it, I felt like it was so taboo. So I'm, I always spoke about it more because I want to make it like a normal thing. So I love that. Um, but this feeling of imposter syndrome, guys, is actually rooted from your childhood like many things that we experience in life, okay? And let me tell you why. And, and think about, imagine yourself in this position, okay? The feeling of imposter syndrome and, and in your childhood, right? When we're kids, we look at our parents and we're like, wow, they're so different from us. They're so grand, they're so amazing. They know how to do all these things. They always have the answers to everything right? We build this super strong belief that our parents are so different from us. And when we're like four or five, we can't even comprehend that one, at once they were a kid just like us. It can't even like, it doesn't even make sense that what, at one point they were a kid just like us, right? At one point that they didn't know how to drive a car. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to fix things in the house. They didn't know answers to random questions about how things work. They didn't know that, uh, that, that, that they go on planes and that they set people's bedtimes and all of these things. They didn't know, right? All of these things that they know now. And, and as a child, it's hard for you to comprehend that, right? It's hard for you to even make sense of that. You know, kids, they always like to play. They're together, they play with it, with their toys and their crayons and their things like that. And then they look over the, at the adults and the adults are sitting at the table and they're conversating and that's their playtime, right? They're having conversations, they're drinking beer, they're having coffee, which as a kid tastes like ass, right? Like it literally tastes gross. And you're looking over them and you're like, they're so different, right? And you, you don't understand how they could have been at the same point as us when you're so early in life. And we start getting this perception very early on in life that other people, especially super competent, super smart, super successful people are not like us. That's our first example that somebody who's competent and smart is not like us. Okay. So this is where the human conditioning starts, right? It starts at the childhood. And then every other time you see, you know, maybe in middle school, someone's a better soccer player than you. And you start to think that they're not like us. They're not like me, right? So that's where the human conditioning really started from. And we know ourselves from the inside, but others, we only know them from the outside. So we're constantly aware of our doubts, of our mistakes, or of our anxieties, 
but we but we all but we don't know anything about anybody else's right all we know about others is what they happen to do or what they happen to tell us and as we already said nobody wants to talk about their limiting beliefs nobody wants to talk about their struggles right especially not when they're going through them right so all we know is our own doubts and all we see in others is the highlight reel. And you're never gonna know what a person regrets, what mistakes they have made, what fears they have, but hundred, you can be 100% sure that they have them. You can be 100% sure that they have regrets. You can be 100% sure that they have fears and that they made mistakes, even though you never know what they are right? The person you look up to the most in the whole entire world has this, has this imposter syndrome. And you know what's funny? Like I even found that as I got closer to some of my top mentors in this industry, as I, I used to idolize them so much, so much, I used to look at them as like godly, and as I got closer and had the privilege to get to know them a little better, the closer I got, the more that I realized that they're so fucking human, that they have limitations too, that they're just like me. The more that I realized that they're just a regular person who kept going, right? They're just a regular person who kept going. But this is where these feelings come from. And these feelings of imposter syndrome, it can prevent you from sharing your ideas, from reaching for that new goal, from speaking on your stories, from staying consistent with your business, from posting that video you've been thinking about posting for weeks, from making your voice heard, for really showing up like the way you really wanna show up, right? And based on research, so far, the best way to work on your imposter syndrome is to talk about it. It's that simple, is to talk about it. We talking about it right now, but that has been proven to be the best method for dealing with imposter syndrome. Now, usually people are scared to ask people about how they're doing or their performance because they have a fear that, that it's gonna get confirmed that they're not good, that they're not good enough. But even if they get good feedback, you often still feel those feelings of fraudulence, right? But what can help is hearing that a mentor or somebody that you look, look up to has also felt the exact same feelings and can relieve those and has been able to relieve those feelings or to get better, right? Sometimes hearing that somebody else went through it too, whether it's someone you look up to or whether it's a peer, whether it's someone at a similar level or whether it's someone like a mentor or someone that you look up to, hearing that they had the same feelings can often help you relieve some of yours because you start realizing how universal it is you start realizing how normal it is. You start realizing that you're not crazy, that you're not weird, that you're not defective in, in some way, 
that every single person goes through the same thing, right? People think that successful people don't feel like frauds when in reality, it's the opposite is most likely true. Literally the opposite. So I was watching this YouTube video and this guy, and I'm gonna tell you a story about him later. This guy won entrepreneur of the year in like, uh, in his country. And I think it was, Aust I think he was Australian. He won entrepreneur of the year in Australia. And then he got flown out to like this global um, session where he also won like a top award. And he was talking to a, another uh, uh, entrepreneur who's been in business for, I think he, he had like something like 500 employees and the other entrepreneur had like 30,000 employees and has been in business for like 40 years or something like that. And he even told, he told him, like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I genuinely don't know what I'm doing here. I rented this suit. I don't even, I don't even wear suits. I like, I don't even feel like I deserve to be here. Like when he won the award, he was shocked. And the, the guy who has 30,000 employees and, is, uh, and um, is super successful said the same thing. He's like, he's like, I don't think, I don't even know what I'm doing here either. And you know what? I don't think any of the winners know what they're doing here. <laughs> so literally like, even highly successful people have that same feeling, that same feeling. So the first step to healing this is awareness, being aware that this is normal, even through, you know, my therapy journey, like everything that I changed in myself started with awareness. Step number one is awareness, just being aware, being aware when your imposter syndrome is coming in, being aware that imposter syndrome is normal, being aware of other people that experience the same thing it slowly starts to help you with, with your own imposter syndrome, right? And when it does come up, because you know that it will, the fact that we discussed that it's normal, you know that it will come up at some point. And when it does, you can revisit your positive feedback. You can count your blessings. You can look at your, the things that you should be grateful for. Why do we practice gratitude so much? Recognize the wins that you had so far, no matter how small, redirect your focus to abundance because what you focus on grows. If you focus on the lack, you're gonna get more lack. If you focus on the abundance, you're gonna get more abundance. Focus on those small wins. Focus on the things that you did right. Redirect your brain. <laughs> Sierra said, Dre's calls is my therapy. I'm dead, <laughs> I love it. Um, so we'll never be able to get rid of these feelings completely, but the more that we have open conversation about them, the more that we increase awareness about how common it is. Right. And that same guy that I told you guys about, um, at, um, at the, who won number one in, uh, Australia, he, um, ended up getting like, you know, when you get a lot of flyer points, so you get this, like, you get those, like, um, what are they called? Those airport rooms that are like VIP and have couches and shit and like AC and coffee and things like that. Those bougie airport lounges. So he got a lot of points and he's a very casual guy. You know, he has a lot of flying points and he went to this VIP lounge one time cause he had a long layover. And they looked at him like, oh, sir, can I help you? Because he was there in his little jean shorts and like a t-shirt, you know what I mean? And because he, he didn't fit in, right? And he went there 
And there was this woman who he says completely out of her, out of his league, right? Completely out of his league, like way, like, like, like way out of his league. And she walks into the VIP lounge and walks up like directly to him without stopping. Cause she thought he was someone else and starts talking to him. And his tip for imposter syndrome, he says, don't freeze. So she started talking to him and he knows he, the imposter syndrome came in like, why is this beautiful woman talking to me? Okay. And then at that point he really was an imposter because technically she didn't even, she thought it was somebody else, right? So he actually really was an imposter, right? So you have to start, and then he, he, he was like, okay, well, I'm feeling like an imposter. Why is she talking to me? Let me just keep the conversation going. And he kept that conversation going and he's like, I don't know how that conversation turned into a phone number, but it did, okay? And now he's married and has four kids with this woman, okay? <laughs> Alyssa's there like clapping and smiling. Married with four kids together for like, I don't know, 10 plus years, okay? So his tip for imposter syndrome is don't freeze, just keep going, just keep going, okay? So two tips for you guys. Number one is talk about it. And number two, don't freeze. Just keep going. Even if it feels like they're not supposed to be talking to you right now, even if it feels like you're not supposed to be here right now, just keep going. Just keep swimming, Nini says, right? So I loved that story. I thought it was so freaking cute. And you know what? Sometimes you're gonna feel like an imposter and sometimes you will feel like you're in too deep. Ask for help. Successful business people don't do it alone. They know that they're not good at everything. So what do they do? They take their ideas and they, they bring it by their team. They pass it by their team. They, they uh, by their employees and, and, and figure out what's the best move forward. No man is an island. No man stands alone. Sorry, I love that song. Okay. So no man is an island. You gotta, you gotta work together. So when you're feeling like you're into too deep, get feedback, get advice from others, right? And understand that other people's minds work pretty much the same way as your mind does. They're not crazy. They just keep going, okay? The shameful sides, the anxieties, the fears, the doubts, the limiting beliefs, we all have them. There was a philosopher in the 16th century that tried to kind of push this narrative and said, kings and, philo uh, kings and philosophers shit, and so do ladies. That was a quote. That was like a famous quote that he wrote in French. Kings and philosophers shit, and so do ladies. Meaning, and I mean, in the 19th, 16th century, this was probably like, well, can't believe you said that. You know what I mean? Like now you're like, yeah, of course, but Back in the day, you probably can't believe he said that, right? Meaning we all shit the same, okay? Our bodies all work the same pretty much, okay? I know there's a little bit of discrepancies, but pretty much we all shit the same. So guess what? We all think the same. We all have the same, the, the same brain process. So these successful people that you look up to, the millionaires, the bosses, the entrepreneurs, the SEDs, whatever, whoever you look up to, we all deal with the same stuff. 
just the only difference is they keep going. They don't freeze and they keep going. So we're gonna end it off with this quote. Whenever we encounter a stranger, we're not really encountering a stranger. We're encountering someone who in spite of the surface evidence of the contrary, in basic ways, very much like us, and therefore nothing fundamental stands in between us and the possibility of res responsibility, success, and fulfillment. I'll read that for you guys one more time. Whenever we encounter a stranger, we're not really encountering a stranger. We're encountering someone who, in spite of all the evidence of the contrary, in basic ways is very much like us. And therefore, nothing fundamental stands in between us and the possibility of responsibility, success, and fulfillment. I love that. Love that quote. So I want to end it off with that. I hope that we'll do, a, we'll do the mastermind now. 